This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. It's Thursday, September 1st. I'm Claudia Sarek. This week, we discuss the FAST Act, a significant piece of restaurant legislation making waves in California as it heads for a vote. For more, we go to Back of House editorial director, Matt Lynch. Matt, how's it going today? That's going well. How are you, Claudia? Doing well. Let's talk more about this FAST Act. Yeah. So this story out of California about the FAST Act has been circulating for a little while. But for those who aren't familiar, would you want to explain a little bit about it and why it's getting so much attention in the industry right now? Yeah, absolutely. So the the full name of the piece of legislation is the Fast Food Accountability and Standards Recovery Act. So you can see why uh, it's being popularly abbreviated as the Fast Act, as that is a bit of a mouthful. (laughs) Uh, But kind of the top level of what it would do is create uh, this council of uh, fast food industry workers, union reps, restaurant operators, government regulators, and this body would essentially review and update the workplace standards for fast food restaurant workers uh, every six months. Think things like wages, working conditions, uh, things of that nature. Now, again, to be clear, obviously, Fast Act, this is not uh, pertaining to all restaurant operators, you know, your mom and pop, like independent, full service type restaurants are not impacted by this. This is really geared towards fast food QSR, particularly your larger chains. Obviously, it's drawn a pretty strong response from the fast food operator industry. They've expressed a lot of concerns about being put at a competitive disadvantage when it comes to managing operations and labor costs. Obviously, you know, costs in general and labor costs are already a huge part of the conversation for restaurants right now. Uh, proponents of the legislation, you know, say it's a necessary step to curb the rampant worker mistreatment uh, that they say is seen in the fast food industry. So that's basically where the two sides kind of wrangling over this legislation have sort of staked their positions uh, as it's being played out in the California legislature right now. Okay, thanks for that overview. So we have that and how it all started. What's going on with the bill right now? So the bill has cleared the General Assembly and made it out of committee. Right now it's awaiting uh, the final vote in the Senate likely to come down later this week. Uh, mm-hmm. So at this point, the kind of two different sides are wrangling on some changes to the bill in advance of the final vote. One thing that was agreed upon this week that got a lot of attention was an agreement to cap that minimum wage standard that we alluded to earlier in the conversation at $22 an hour. Uh-huh. Uh, that $22 would then be set to rise 3.5% each year or according to the Federal Consumer Price Index, whichever those two numbers is lower. Uh, Federal Consumer Price Index, obviously, that's indicative of inflation. We've been talking about that quite a bit on several (laughs) podcasts with our colleague, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, And then another big thing that was settled, the uh, restaurant operators won kind of a concession about the makeup of that council that's making these decisions every six months. The number of seats was reduced from 13 to 10, according to restaurant business. And 
that's really about uh, the restaurant industry was arguing that the makeup of this council uh, was skewed a little bit too in the pro-labor direction and that it uh, wasn't balanced enough. So that's what that kind of changing those numbers was about. So we've got a new minimum wage at $22 an hour that would rise with inflation or 3.5%. We have also a concession made on the makeup of the council. If this all passes, what do you think the likely impact will be on the restaurant industry? So obviously, it kind of goes without saying the impact within California in terms of restaurant labor relations is going to be pretty uh, significant economically. Uh, What exactly the ripple effects of that would be will be really interesting and pretty widely studied, I would imagine, in the coming years. But but kind of pulling back a little bit, I think what's interesting to consider, and I think a big part of why this legislation is getting so much attention outside of California, no state really has a model like this at mm-hmm. this point for uh, sort of managing their relationships between fast food workers and fast food restaurant operators and chains and such. So it's an interesting question if this is to pass, you know, a lot of legislation that comes out of California is eventually used as a model for other states to do something mm-hmm. similar. So I think that's something that the industry is watching really closely with this as if it could be kind of a, a bellwether for something other states might try to undertake similarly. And, you know, with it heading for a vote at the end of this week, we might start to have our answers soon as to exactly how this is going to play out and what the ripple effects are going to be. Yeah, well, we'll certainly be watching this space closely and uh, we'll have an updated report for everyone as soon as we get the results. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Claudia. Always a pleasure. That's all for this week, folks. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 